Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And they all cheat. Talk cheat. Oh, well. Recorded live. Hello, it's Kelly. Oh, that must be Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi. How are you guys? Good. Okay. Michael will play this. I'm on, too. Michael, will uh, will you do me a favor? Um, Remember how you mentioned that our website doesn't come on the cell phone very good? What's that? Remember how you mentioned our website doesn't come on a cell phone very well? Oh, yeah? I I did something today. It's going to cost like $8.50 a month. But we we have it free for 14 days, uh, which means we need to test it for 14 oh, days. So if you could test it on on the road and all that, I'll I'll do it too. But I kind of have a slow connection on my phone. I'll mention okay. it to others, but I was hoping you'd be on because uh, it it's like 102 dollars for uh, for a year, and the the thing is the way. It's moving. Many more people are going to jump on the website on our site uh, through their cell phones than the yeah. computer. And it's it's just kind of the wave of the future. People that are at airports, they're everywhere, and uh, you know we don't need a and we don't need a crummy website for for the cell phone users out there. And yeah. Um, I mean, this was brought up. This is something that Carrie Lee Peterson actually brought up uh, months ago, and I, it's been on my mind. And I finally looked into it. And uh, you have to get a whole new everything. You got got to get a new website, you know, URL address, and server, and everything. And so we just have to decide if we. Right now, it's costing us zero, but in two weeks from today. They're going to charge us unless we don't want it. Uh huh. And so, if you okay. could do, troubleshoot it and just test it and see what you think, then uh, you and I can talk and and we can judge whether or not it's worth it. Okay. Cool. Thank you. All right. Well, I and I haven't been done too bad. But I've got you know kind of a bigger phone. But yeah, yeah it's, one of these days I'm going to have myself a laptop again so I can yeah. stop living in a trun- truncated world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you're pretty That's handy it. with that cell phone. Yeah, but I feel like I'm. Sometimes I don't get the whole big picture of things. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't get the whole big picture, but it's like, it always feels like uh, there's can't see everything and see everything at once. 
if you do, then it's too small to read. Right. <laughs> Got it. Well, it looks like we have a few of us on. I appreciate you guys being on. It looks like Will won't be on for a little while. He might catch us later in the meeting. And uh, Jared won't be on. Instead. So we've got, we've got me, Roger Tucker, on the computer, Michael Pilatus, Steve Pinkett, Scott Forsyth, I think, from West Virginia, and two Utah people. Is that uh, you, Andrew? Yep, Andrew. All right. Andrew and then uh, uh, Christy, is that you? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, hey, that that background noise is you, Michael. Could you mute your phone? Thank you. All right. Um, let's see here. Andrew, could you give us an opening prayer? I am driving. Oh, okay. Uh, Christy, could you give us an opening prayer? Yeah, it, it might be short because I actually just had a root canal. So Ooh. my face is a little bit numb, but let's... Uh, we'll forgive you. God doesn't <laughs> care. Okay, it'll be short. All right. Let's go ahead and go with Thank that. you. All right. Thank mm-hmm. you. Our Father in Heaven, we are so grateful for the opportunity that we have to meet and to discuss freedom and liberty every single week and for the opportunity that we have to know other individuals who have the same goals and desires to increase the knowledge around the country and and to make this a better place to live and to raise families. We ask, Father, for thy blessing that we might be able to be inspired as to what we need to talk about and discuss to discuss, and we say these things in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay, well, we don't have a whole lot of people on right now, but we'll just go through the agenda, and we may get out earlier than we think, I'm wondering. But uh, just by way of announcements, we have about $700 in our account, so, and we're thinking of purchasing a ticket for Vieira, for Edwin Vieira. What kind of a ticket? A plane ticket, perhaps. Uh, that's a negative. No? What's the update on that? Um, he does not fly commercial uh, because of TSA, the government, and all that. He will go by train or car. Or private airplane. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, train, I checked into the train cost, and it's $1,000 each way, plus a couple yeah. of days too. Yeah. Well, thank you. So you must have had another conversation with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, how, can maybe let's just, now, now that we're now, talking about it. Yeah. And, sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. How did it go? Oh, you want me to talk about Vieira? 
Yeah, because that is on the agenda. How okay. we'll just cross it off right now. How did your uh, conversation go? Okay, um, Dr. Vieira is a very good man. Uh, he uh, is upset at the government. Uh, with the TSA, uh, with air flights and stuff like that. And so he will not do that. But like I said, he will travel by car or private aircraft or uh, by train. Uh, I checked on that last week. And um, he said he could do a um, electronic means uh, by Skype. Mm. Um, he does have a computer and a camera, so we could probably contact him that way. Um, I have done some other things. I have taken his or sent his name to the Provo Freedom Festival. Uh, they have an event on a Sunday evening, a fireside, on the 28th of June. And... Uh, I may be perverse in my reasoning here, but if they could get him to come out, <laughs> maybe uh, we could uh, borrow him, uh, keep him out for another week. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if um, that will happen or not. Um, I also looked up uh, John Huntsman, tried to get the millionaire, uh, the 77-year-old millionaire, Telephone yeah. number. See if I could give him a call and ask him if we could borrow his airplane or his jet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I found his some of his family, but uh, I don't have the information for him. Yeah. Uh, to get. So. Okay. Well, that's that's good information. Then that's what we needed to know. If you yeah. can get him to come out via Provo people that would be wonderful and we'll talk about keeping him out here perhaps yeah I I don't know how he feels about like staying at Jared's house or something because we probably don't have enough for a week's of of hotels but staying with Wayne's Wayne's house maybe I don't know Uh, that I did not talk to him about okay well we'll uh We'll see how it goes, but that's uh, that's good info. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Okay, and, and also, if you've read the agenda, it looks like Chris Collette got spooked on our militia talk last week, and she resigned from the party. She sent a, an official letter and everything just saying that uh, we're going in a different direction or that she's going in a diff- different direction and she doesn't want to rock the boat with any of her ties to other people and that. So, and this is what, if you remember David Elts, he was big on this last week, where he he said, look, if people, if people don't like it, then those aren't the people we're talking to, kind of language. And I, I tend to agree with that. I, I, uh, I don't want to go totally over overboard what I would consider overboard and uh, just alienate people like I've known other patriots do because we do love folks and we want to we want their activity but uh, 
it was brought up before the executive committee, and we all agreed and, and voted for it. So I don't know what to say other than thank you for your time and your service to Chris, and uh, maybe we'll uh, cross uh, paths again later in life. So she's sending me a whole bunch of pamphlets that she has, and so that's that. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow we were going to do an IAP telethon, and we'll talk maybe a little bit more about that. Let's see how many people we have on now. We've got mm, the same same amount of people, so I'll just go through the agenda. Susie's not on, doesn't look like. Oh yeah, she she mentioned she would be off too for something, but she's. She's communicated with me through email, and she's—I think she's pretty much caught up. I'm almost positive with the FEC stuff, so we don't need an update on that. We talked about Edwin Vieira already. The the next item is the Independence Militia page. Let's let's talk about that a little bit because um, we. Whoever's seen it, what do you think, and how can we improve it, or should we continue doing it, or what's some of your thoughts on that? This is Roger Tucker. Yes, Roger. Uh, Associated with the uh, militia, you know, I wasn't too strong on that last week. Let me read to you the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association resolution. I think this is, you know, my feeling is that, that, you know, we cover a lot more territory and get a lot more support by, you know, pushing for this resolution. And I'll just read it here. Okay. Pursuant to the powers and duties bestowed upon us by our citizens. The undersigned do hereby resolve that any federal officer, agent, or employee, regardless of supposed congressional authorization, is required to obey and observe limitations consisting of the enumerated powers as detailed within Article 1, Section 8 of the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights. The people of these United States are and have a right to be free and independent, and these rights are derived from the laws of nature and nature's God. As such, they must be free from infringements on their right to keep and bear arms, unreasonable searches and seizures, capricious detainments and infringements on every other natural right whether enumerated or not, uh, quote or parenthesis, Ninth Amendment. We further reaffirm that the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people, uh, in parenthesis, Tenth Amendment. Furthermore, We maintain that no agency established by the U.S. Congress can develop its own policies 
or regulations which supersede the Bill of Rights or the Constitution, nor does the executive branch have the power to make law, overturn law, or set aside law. Therefore, be resolved to protect the American people, be it resolved that the following abuses will not be allowed or tolerated. One, registration of personal firearms under any circumstances. Two, confiscation of firearms without probable cause, due process, and constitutionally compliant warrants issued by a local or state jurisdiction. Three, audits or searches of any citizen's personal affairs or finances without probable cause and due process and constitutionally compliant warrants issued by a local or state jurisdiction. Four, inspections of persons or property without probable cause and constitutionally compliant warrants as required by the Fourth Amendment and issued by local or state jurisdiction. Five, the detainment or search of citizens without probable cause and proper due process, compliance, or the informed consent of the citizen. Six, arrest with continued incarcerations without changes, without charges, and complete due process, including but not limited to public and speedy jury trials in a court of state or local jurisdiction. Seven, domestic utilization of our nation's military or federal agencies operating under power granted under the laws of war against American citizens. Eight, arrest of citizens or seizures of persons or property without first notifying and obtaining the express consent of the local sheriff. And be it further resolved that the undersigned sheriffs, peace officers, public servants, and citizens do hereby denounce any acts or agencies which promote the aforementioned practices. All actions by the federal government and its agents will conform strictly and implicitly with the principles expressed within the United States Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. There is no greater obligation or responsibility of any government officer than to protect the rights of the people. Thus, any conduct contrary to the United States Constitution, Declaration of Independence, or the Bill of Rights will be dealt with as criminal activity. And that's, that resolution was published about a year ago. And during that whole year, they've only collected 799 signatures. And that's, that's a sorry state of affairs. I don't know if it's just not been uh, properly, uh, uh, you know, publicized or what. But, uh, you know, that should be getting a lot more support than it has in my opinion. Thank you, so, Roger. Go ahead. Oh, hey, it's Andrew. So hey, there Andrew. was 700, 700, hey, guys, 799 uh, uh, sheriffs that signed it? Is that what you say? Uh, well, no. Yeah, that's uh, 43 sheriffs, 41 law enforcement people, uh-huh. 43 public office people, 
36 candidates for office, uh, 23 retired from law enforcement or public office, uh, 79 active and veteran military, a total of 503 citizens, and a total of 31 unreadable or missing information on their uh, signature of the you know the signature of the resolution. Yeah, and that's that's a total of 799. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. So you're saying that uh, you're thinking, hey, this kind of thing right here is uh, you're you're thinking is it less radical? Is it less uh, scary for people? Is that kind of like your train of thought there? I mean, in general, I, I mean, I think we all agree that with that, with the state, with, with these statements that we should, they should follow the constitution, but they're violating all those things that you mentioned already. You know, we're already, you know, the TSA all right away violates pretty much every amendment <laughs> right there. I mean, it's so, you know, the NSA is spying on us. That's the most, I mean, it's happening. It's happening. That's for sure. Like they're doing all those things. So you, is that your thing? You're you're thinking, hey, this is too radical to say militia. We should. No, well, I don't. I I think we can we can do something like you know pushing this resolution and do a lot more good. Than by you know trying to organize an unorganized militia, uh, you know going out and target practicing and stuff like that. Uh, right. Uh, you, you know, I just think we can. Uh, I, I mean, this this covers a lot more territory, and what it uh, you know what it's you know trying to protect, right. and uh, if. I guess if this my, thing had gotten, if, if this thing had gotten the support like they had hoped, like like a million or so signatures on this uh-huh. petition, you know that would have been enough to take it before the president and uh, you know work towards congressional action on the thing. Right, right, and I and I think that at least in my opinion, and I'm no I'm no uh, militia scholar or constitutional scholar in general, but. I would think, and you guys correct me if I'm totally wrong, but that that's exactly that that if we thought, and I know there's a a whole bunch of different, uh, there's citizens signing this, they're saying this, and, you know, a redress of grievances, basically. I don't see the the big difference. uh, When you mentioned, oh, there's sheriffs there, too, yeah, that's cool. They're already supposed to be doing this, um, you know, the the militia is very uh, constitutional from what I read and shows that uh, that, um, that that's it's, – it's the people, you know, it's showing you the people. And, that, and I don't see a difference between – I think it's just the way they, they say the title of it because it's comprised of citizens, right? Um, I mean, I think in general we are to protect, you know, you would petition the Congress for your own specific state. Uh, in general, because that's where, you know, if you're whatever state that you're in, that that's what the sovereignty lies with the state. And so, um, in my opinion, 
is your sheriff, uh, they, they should have already, they should already be arresting the feds that do these things, and they should be arresting the whole NSA that's in my state. But they're not doing any of that, and there's no petitioning. I mean, I, I write and call my congressman all the time, and um, I don't know. I mean, it's like it's, it's outlined that militia is, is right there in the, in the Constitution. I'm not scared of it, but I know we know. I know, I know you're not scared of it, Roger. It's just that people are in general. People, yeah. the propaganda, the propaganda is pushed out there to have us think that there's a bunch, it's a bunch of uh, so-called right-wing extremists, if there is a right-wing. But, of course, we know that those are lies. So I can appreciate, in my opinion, my opinion is that we do need it to call it a militia because that is what we are, uh, you know, that is what is stated in the, in the Constitution, and that's uh, what they had in the founding of the country, and that's, you know, that existed before there was any country at all because that's the natural way, and I don't see a difference. It's just the way you call it. So those were just a bunch of citizens and a sheriff. Yeah, right. let me let me put it this way. Uh, you know, let's, you know, uh, consider this thought: that for a person to belong to the you know to the militia that the Independent American Party is working to organize. That they become a signature to this petition, and that the militia, you know, the specific stated purpose of this militia will be to support the local sheriff. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if there's anything wrong with that at all. I, you know that was put us more in line with the uh, with the support for you know local law enforcement. You know whether they want to call yeah. on this or not. I mean that's hey, you I, know that's up I, to them. I was talking to Steve about Steve. You can talk maybe a little bit about what you were telling me about. I don't know. I just if if Steve, if you want to, the way you described it to me, because I know you've been studying it recently, it may. Now, I'm not afraid of militia at all. I'll call myself militia uh, whatever. I don't care. I'm not afraid of these things. But I understand, Roger, that many people are just simply afraid of words. And so this is important. Um, and I know we shouldn't I, – I don't, I, don't, I don't think we should kowtow just because we want more people. But the way you described it, Steve, was like working with the police, with the fire department, offering up volunteer work. I don't know if you if you got time when you talked about it. It was yeah. Well, okay. that should be the purpose. That should be the purpose of our militia to become proficient in in the use of weapons, so that we could offer our services to become uh, deputy sheriffs. I, I mean, what else would you want to do with the militia? You know, like you, you accept the support. You know, you'll support the law and order at the you know at the constitutional level. You know, Roger, this is Steve Pancritz. Um, I've been reading uh, Edwin Vieira's uh, book, Constitutional Homeland Security, Volume One: The Nation in Arms, and he talks about uh, how militias are are the American people. 
but it's uh, a function of government. And since our state's constitution and the federal government has, I want to say, misidentified or mislabeled, wrongly labeled the militia and has kind of written it off, uh, it isn't functioning as a government institution. Um, Mr. Vieira is saying we have to set an example and we don't want to compete with the military or police or firefighters or whoever. Um, he is suggesting that we show our government officials that we are concerned citizens and that we are willing to help out in various functions. Um, for example, here in New Mexico, we have fires down by the Rio Grande, and it's they call it the Bosque. And there's uh, big fires down there, and there's not enough people to uh, do the work to, uh, re uh, what do you call it, contain the fire. So, uh, you know, we're supposed to try and gain uh, their confidence. Uh, we're also supposed to introduce legislation into our state legis uh, legislatures to create the militia as a government entity and to include all people from 16 to 60 years of age. And uh, yes, we will. We need to be proficient in firearms training and things like that. But that's not the only thing. Uh, if we focus strictly on that particular aspect, uh, then people will label us uh, gun nuts or whatever. We want to show them we're more than uh, armaments and weapons. We want to show them that we're concerned citizens. We want to protect our neighborhoods, our citizens, our families, our cities, what have you, in whatever way possible. Yeah, well, I agree. You know, that should be the uh, a political party should support such action and and even uh, you know provide legislation for support of such action. But I'm not sure that that. It seems kind of weird falling to the duties of a political party to be a military organization or a, a militia organization or whatever. That that it should su support those organizations, but uh, you know, a politician that, that's elected to office uh, supports such things. But uh, you know, it's, there's. Uh, it, it just seems like uh, you know, Barry, you know, this president we got wanting to have his uh, own militia that he's been talking about. You know. <laughs> um, well, I'm not advocating. Um, I'm not sure what you're trying to say there. Uh, I'm trying to say that. Militias are supposed to be all the people, and they are organized under the auspices of the state. And yeah, they the are. Some, you, you, most states do have militias. I, I suppose there's maybe some states that don't, but uh, 
or at least don't support the militia. But uh, you know, right? And and uh, that's that's the way it is in most states, and and uh, most. Uh, you know, except for maybe the Democrats, I, I, I think even the Republicans here in Kansas, you know, support the militia. Or, or uh, for. Okay. I'm not sure there's that much militia here in Kansas. But. Yeah. Well, as I understand it, uh, the powers that are against freedom, they understood that if the people were armed and organized, they would know each other, they would respect the Constitution, and they knew that they were the sovereigns, they were the principals and not the agents. And work has been afoot for many, many years to change our perception that we are servants, we are agents, and the government is the principal which is just opposite of what our Constitution says. So uh, many of the laws, uh, I even looked up the New Mexico uh, Constitution, and in 1910, when they wrote that up, the initial draft, they did not have anything about militias, except that it was defined as the National Guard, and no... The National Guard is not the militia. That is part of the Army or Navy um, or Air Force. So we've got a problem with definitions and laws. And currently, I don't believe any state offers a militia that is organized by the state and functions as intended by the Constitution. I. Hey, real quick, uh, it's Andrew. I I think uh, you know I I understand what I understand. I think I understand what you're saying, Roger. I uh, in my opinion, I think the idea and it's like it's like a political party militia. What the H is that? It's you know you haven't heard. I haven't heard of it. I don't think anyone else has. Maybe. Um, and I think that's the idea. Is that you know I was for instance I was reading about these militias that were in Michigan. Uh, this is in the 90s, and and then Timothy McVeigh bombing, blah blah blah, probably FBI, whatever. I won't I won't go into that. But uh, you know the the Oklahoma City bombing happened, and then militias got this whole bad name. You know it came from these events, whether whatever. But so so uh, these militias, um, these uh, militias from Michigan, were talking about how they needed to be vocal. They needed to be in order to gain. Um, in order, in order to gain members in general, because uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of militia members that are like, "Oh, I'm not in the militia," but they totally are. I mean, I know lots of people like that, where they're like, "Uh, they're not admitting it." And in general, that's fine, but it doesn't help grow the ranks. And a political party can do that and be open about be open about it and not afraid of the of the word, because in in and that's what they were t- saying, is that we have to be as open as possible to say, hey, we're here, we're the militia, we get the newspaper as much as we can, tell them that we are um, here to assist um, the protection of the constitutional rights of the state. And, and it's just, you know, that's the assisting and the no, 
he was talking about the the notoriety um, is very important in order to grow the ranks. Otherwise, there was there's none of this uh, Sons of Liberty backdoor you know meetings. Does that make sense? I mean that that that's why I think that a party is a good idea for militia because of the exposure. Uh, because in general, uh, I mean I you know I I signed up for the you know my corporate license today and. Independent American Party was on the list of things to check there for voting, and I don't know how long it's been on there, but that's good to see. And well, so it's a lot of exposure with the party compared to just hey, we're a random militia. That's my. If opinion. the Independent American Party, you know, begins to have much success, and and uh, if the uh, enemy. Or, or the opposite, you know, the opposition political party uh, begins to see us as a threat. They can have their agents become, you know, sign up for our militia, and you know they can, you know, what do they call a false flag or a straw man? They can, uh, uh, you know, set a bad example and give the whole party a bad name. You know, they're they're going to do that anyway if they. If they had, I guarantee they're doing that now. They're doing that. That's happening. So that's too late. Yeah. That's going to happen. They have agent provocateurs. They're they're psychotic, power hungry people. So they're they're trying to control every little tiny thing. So I understand. I know you're right. You're right, Roger. Man, I I don't know, man. I understand the concern. It's like I just see the publicity is the important part to say, hey, we don't need to shy away from this. The rights are being trampled on right now. And well, I think you know, maybe we'd be better off as a party by by supporting an ad hoc uh, uh, organization rather than tying it directly to the Independent American Party. I, I mean, there's, I, I don't know, it's just another thought. May yeah, I speak? Steve, uh, go ahead. Roger, I, I, I agree with uh, Roger in, in that uh, aspect. Um, in, in this particular way, uh, Roger's in Kansas. Uh, I'm in New Mexico. Uh, Andrew is in Utah. Kelly is in Arizona. A militia is organized on geographical boundaries, uh, like your neighborhood or your town um, and where people know each other and can help each other assist each other uh, and you get together and you do whatever you want to do or, or can do you know draft legislation uh, assist the police the firemen or what have you um, it's kind of hard to have an independent American party militia when we're so small and spread out through all over the country, um, as originally intended, uh, these were started back in the 1600s by the colonists, and they were primarily a defensive organization. Every man was required to have a gun and ammunition, and they were protecting their towns and their homes from the French, who were invading some areas, the Indians, 
and pirates and whoever, who, whatever else. So uh, they didn't have an army. Uh, so the individual citizens had to be in a militia. That's it. I I, I got. You. I uh, hey, it's Andrew. I don't know. Yeah, that I guess that. Yeah, I mean, you said that to me last night. It's like, hey, you're over there, and I'm in Mexico. Yeah, I know that. It's not like this phone call as if we're in the same room. We're not. <laughs> I know that it. I it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's good that we're. Obviously, we're probably talking about it a lot, but it's. It is a. Uh, an important issue, I would imagine. I don't know that. that yeah. What do you? What does anybody else think? Kelly, what do you think, man? Christy, tell me. Yeah, anyone else? I'll give my opinion after, unless anyone else wants to go ahead. Um, I'll chime in here. This is Michael. Um, my my understanding of what we were trying to do is. <clears throat> Not, is is basically we know that there are organizations already out there, maybe unorganized organizations, but I thought the uh, purpose was for each of us in our areas to organize the either organized or unorganized, but uh, anyway, and get all of these groups together through the Independent American Party, and you know, and I I hear what what's being said, and it's like I I agree on both sides of the issue, and I agree on the one hand that you know, well, we don't want to uh, have things pinned on us, but on the other hand, if we're going to do it, we need to go big or don't go at all. Yeah, I I was I'm aware of that uh this is Kelly, aware of that resolution. I'm one of the people that have signed it and I encourage everyone to sign it. It's it's the C Spa resolution is, is very good. But uh it, it to me this is one of those things where you can either jump in and try to convert people or you can just back down because people like Chris Collette are going to leave. And um, I I think that it's... I, I like the idea. I liked the idea years ago, and I, I brought it up years ago, but it was voted down. But now it's resurfaced, and all, all we would be doing is, is collecting names and, and organizing. And... The fact that we're all spread out, to me, it doesn't matter because I imagine the time when, as we become more popular, then uh, then many, many more people will join. And everything we're doing, as long as we're totally up front and we're, anyone that asks us, all oh, you guys are crazy, if we come off with a, a good presence a very respectable presence, educating people on what a militia is, then I don't think we have anything to be scared of. Uh, 
but uh, I mean, already before it's news dot com, Steve, you sent me that link. This is already in the news a little bit that we're doing this. And to me, we totally distinguish ourselves as a godly constitutional party, totally not like the Republicans and Democrats by doing something like this. It it makes us unique. And, yeah, there's people that, well, you know, I don't know about this. All we're doing is organizing. No one, a political party should not be like, all right, you know, let's, Let's get our weapons and go shoot this this Saturday and and train. We're not going to be involved in training at all. People can train by themselves. This is what we're assuming. People can train by themselves. They can practice safety precautions by themselves. But all we're doing is organizing. And organizing is such an important word. It becomes more important to me uh, every year that I'm involved all we're doing is is organizing. When we collect people's information, then uh, we can send out messages to everyone, and and we can mobilize. And uh, the first conflict, we're gonna we could organize even more. But but like let's say let's say we were we had I don't know two thousand members in uh, Arizona. We we could have said with the Bundy Ranch thing, we could have sent out a message because we were we were like we might have been the very first uh, organization that sent out everywhere to every news outlet everywhere that we we support Bundy and what he's doing, and we we were just right on the the forefront of all of that. But what if we could have sent out to two thousand militia members in Arizona, hey you guys mobilize and get to. Uh, get to this area i mean we have hal massey offering us a badge system where where he can create iep badges for 300 dollars. he paid 600 for it we could we could send every militia member they could purchase a badge and put it on their clothes that's what that way when they show up they can identify each other as as the independence militia and uh and then because if you look at the form, I ask, have you ever led anybody in combat? That's important because we want we want to do some sort of ranking system before any kind of mobilization. But all all we're doing is organizing. We're not we're we're confessing that it's a true principle, and we're organizing. And and to me, we're we're a party of principles. You know, let's. Uh, Let's practice this principle and and support it and and I mean, gosh, we can have something on the website and then it's not that hard to organize once you have names populate the uh, the website. But more than that, right now at this stage, it would be just identifying ourselves as a party that totally supports and and uh, prioritizes militias. Uh, be, because we're we're coming down to it, we may uh, there are going to be conflicts sometime. We you going to vote for somebody is going to mean nothing because people are at civil war and following the, their leader anyway. That's what the prophecies say anyway. So yeah, I I, I would agree that that's that that's uh, the uh, probably very true that that's what we're really looking at and uh, in general. 
there's going to be most of the people are going to be aloof and they're going to be apathetic and non and not not active and that's how it was that's how it's been but whenever liberty rises that's how it is and the enemy we outnumber them the people that are true blue we outnumber them and that is a fact that they know it that's why they make the crazy laws that's why they do it cuz they're terrified of good people that mean well and want liberty so i would I would be interested in Scott Forsyth's opinion because his name was thrown out as the coordinator. You still there, Scott? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, what do you think? You're a voting member of the executive committee. What do you think? Yeah, my uh, my thoughts were um, concerning the those who may not approve of a militia. I'm I'm thinking their their, their first thoughts would be oh my gosh, a political party is, you know, militarizing, and, and then their immediate thoughts go to, oh, the Nazi party militarized before they became into power. So then I think that's what freaks people out about a political party, you know, mm-hmm. organizing this way. But um, but I think that that's also a lot of um, ignorance or, you know, just they're unaware that we're actually protecting the U.S. Constitution, and uh, um, so that that's that's what my thoughts were so far. And I do like the the website how it has a lot of references, and I have a lot of researching to do, and a lot of reading to do, and uh, I'm going to work on that this week. And and uh, I do like uh, yeah, I like how like you said, it, it, we're just organizing, and since it's a website, we can organize, you know, through the internet. And then, if I think it's actually a, a, a matter of national security to actually be organized and ready for, you know, a foreign invasion, if you know the regular military uh, is unable to defend, and. I think that's also a, a huge reason. Well, even today, we, you know, we, we were talking about back in the olden days, they had, you know, the, the Native Americans and stuff they're trying to defend against. Well, today we have sleeper cell terrorists probably living amongst us. You know, nobody knows who they are until they pop up out of nowhere. Well, uh, if they know that there's militia and citizens who actually are armed and capable to to fight back with, you know, with quicker response than police, then... Dude, that's a great point. You know, that's a, it's a matter, matter of national security when they, before they send their their spies out or whatnot, they'll know that the citizens are looking after them too, they're looking for them too, you know, not just, not just the government agencies. Hey, Scott, I might have missed it. Can you... Uh, I, they were saying, I mentioned something that you had background, a military background or something. Can you talk about it? Or yeah, I might have missed it. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I served uh, six years active duty in the Air Force as security forces, and I am currently about to end my second enlistment in the National Guard. And um, 
And and you were a year in the Iraqi war. Well, he might have he might have jumped off. Hello. He was uh, he yeah, he, was in Iraq for a year. Yeah, I I deployed three times to Iraq. And um, what was your total amount of time there? It's it was over a year. It was about wow. a year and four months. Yeah. Wow. Total. And uh, yeah, so I have. You know, some experience. In That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, yes, sir. Thank you for your service sir, yes, from sir. all of us, yes. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Steve Pankritz is a Marine, and we have a few other people here on the call. And thank everyone for their service. Yeah, thank you. Kelly, I this is Wayne. Wayne. Wait a minute. Yes, yeah. go ahead. Uh, I... Went to, got on the web and found out that old Sheriff Aparo had 3,000 posse members, and I checked it out and stuff. So I went to our sheriff a couple years ago, and I said, I would be happy to form a posse for you to back you up. And since how you said you were going to arrest all of the UN troops when they come in here to get their our guns that Obama said they could have with agenda or with, with just a small arms treaty he gave him and he says oh he says he says I you know, Congress would never let him do that well I said well I don't know I've never noticed Congress to stop him from doing anything but the basic thing is I says I would be happy to organize a posse and do that and he says oh the, the ledger or the commission will not commissioners will not let us have a posse and I says why and he says well because Aparo has been sued several times, and I says, he hasn't been sued once. He says, oh, yeah, he says, he's been sued. And I says, he hasn't been sued, as far as I've heard, uh, Sheriff. I says, the fact is, you need some backup. There's no way you can arrest a million foreign troops in here with, with your 120 deputies that are all involved in purgatory uh, prison. Anyhow, it came right down to it. He wasn't interested in doing it. He claims he's a sheriff. He's a constitutional sheriff so I don't know if if a posse means anything or if a militia means anything but I I like the idea of the party at least adhering to one and I think that that's a good idea from what experience I've had and I had seven years in the uh, reserves and or six years in the reserves and one in the National Guard but I never was in combat or anything but I still feel like it's important that we have a backup and certainly 120 deputies that are all involved in watching prisoners is not going to give us much support when they come marching into our county. So I'm I'm for it in whatever way we can do it and make it as meaningful as possible. I met with uh, Don Fotheringham today and he is just a delight and he said he would speak at our meeting in July. In fact, he was really thrilled to do so, and Will and I are going to get him to sign up as an independent American Party member real soon because he's, you know, he's written a book that you just, it can't, he can't stay as a Republican or a Democrat when he writes a book like that. So I think that that way, and how did we, did anybody ever get the 
the other guy, the first guy we talked about. Wait, uh, Edwin Vieira can't do it, basically. Yeah, did, he said he would? No, he said he he's, he's not going to fly. He he doesn't deal with the TSA. John Barry was <laughs> like that, too. And so where's it's he, either train or car, and, and basically it becomes unfeasible. Where does he live? Virginia. Uh, west of Washington, D.C. Yeah, but can he do a, a video or something? Can we have somebody go out and yes. him to announce do a video with the interview and talk to him about all the things and we give him power on the program or something from the video as long as it's... Well, he go for a ride in the truck. I'll pick him up. I'll get a load out there. (laughs) There you go. There you go. That would be interesting. (laughs) Yeah, Wayne, Steve, and I talked about getting him on Skype Skype video. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna cross that bridge, but I I don't know. I don't. Let's we have to talk about if we like that way or not. I mean. uh, 150 people there, and we're listening to someone long distance. Is that, is that, I, I know all of us have maybe an opinion on that. I don't like that, but I don't oh, care yeah. as long as the rest of you like it. Yeah? Oh, no, I was talking about just uh, getting him on uh, sometime very soon, getting him uh, as an interview and, you know, trying to put that on YouTube and then put that yeah. on the website. Yeah, could you uh, could you do that? Could uh, yeah, he, he said that he would. Uh, since Steve kind of is like his his buddy. Yeah, and, thank goodness. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> I, I said Steve should be the one interviewing him, and and I was uh, looking for different ways to where we could uh, video record a Skype call for cheap, and I found I found some good some good some good ways. It shouldn't be too. Too difficult. I was just thinking we could put that up on YouTube. I don't know. We could talk about that later. We we and let's t- yeah let's talk about that after we talk about the militia. But uh, that's a good idea. We could rotate it on our IEP radio station. We could put it on YouTube. We could popularize it. We could do a lot with that. But but real real quickly, I don't know how many voting members are on right now. But. Uh, how do we still feel about militia stuff? I still want to do it. How do you feel, Andrew? And we'll just go down. Oh uh, yeah, I I I say yes. Okay, Scott. Absolutely. Okay, Steve. Yes, under proper conditions, uh, we have to meet state laws, even though we are going to be forming under the constitutional principle of the militia, uh, and we've got to understand that they existed prior to the Constitution uh, was written. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I've, Edwin Vieira puts uh, some things out that we need to consider, and I uh, would like to make a list or several pages of information that he proposes and Put that out to the IAP. Yes, this would be very good. Yeah, we should get him to be like the unofficial, uh, you know, advisor. The uh, the advisor, exactly. Yeah, like we got we got uh, Scott as far as uh, the The, military. 
experience. Right. But, uh, I mean, for the longest time, it's just going to be collecting names. It's just going to be po- recruiting and popularizing it and collecting names. But but this uh, this idea of of coordinating it with the state, you know, it, it becomes, it's one of those things where, as a country, we're sovereign. But if the federal government gets in the way, then as a state, look, we're sovereign. You know, we can we can nullify you. And then... Even as a community, a community can say, "Look, you know, we, this is the way we want to run things." And then it comes down to even a family. It's like, no, you know, the law says you have to go die, or something, you know, like the Holocaust stuff. Even a family can organize and be basically a government unit protecting itself. Yeah. And and so, I agree with with. Uh, with trying to please state officials and all that but but what if what if they're the enemy i mean t- to me we we have to we have to just organize under co- original intent constitutional principles regardless uh, kelly, kelly may yeah. i interject something please please um i'm not trying to please i'm not trying to say please state officials uh since state laws govern our actions and they are state laws regarding the militia are um, I can't think of the right term but they're non-existent in many cases Uh, there is no such thing as an unorganized militia that's an oxymoron uh, based on constitutional principles all people or members of society all able-bodied men were part of the militia. Um, So what we want to do is draft laws and get them into the committees and have our legislators uh, vote on them and try to get them uh, as a statute in our own states. Uh, That's what we're trying to do, or that's what Edwin Vieira is trying to promote. And I totally agree with that. Years ago, Robert Gorglion, I should have got him on the call, but he has he has that document, um, we need emergency constitutional measures now. And he was so hopped up on that for about a year. He he sent that to everybody. He talked about it, and he uh, he just really advocated it. And I, I basically at that time got a testimony of what he was saying. I knew that what he was saying was true, but... Governor Otto, Otter and, and Idaho and all that, they're not going to mobilize anything. I, I think we have to be prepared for complete indifference by our elected officials. And yes, we yes. need to do all those things that Edwin Vieira says, absolutely. But we need to prepare to save our country with the pen, but also prepare to save our country with the sword, in a way. And um, and, and so I... I agree with you. In in the Idaho State Constitution, it mentions the term unorganized militia, and it doesn't say it doesn't go into any detail. It just says these are the unorganized militias. And then if you look at the uh, intent of the Constitution in Idaho, and I think it's this way in every state. Uh, I, I would guess in 40 out of 50 states, this is the way it is. And an unorganized militia is like, look, you know, we're not going to go in. The Constitution's like, we're not going to go into what an unorganized militia is. Because according to us, they're unorganized. They're just 
they're out there, but we reserve the right to call upon them if if we need them. And so, and that's the kind of militia we would be. The the, the New Mexico Constitution isn't going to go into great detail, but I'll bet it mentions the term unorganized militia. And then here we are, and we can we can choose to be mobilized based on constitutional principles. Well, doesn't doesn't uh, statutes only apply to uh, statutory persons? Yeah, and I and, and unorganized members of an unorganized. Person. My straw man is my straw man's a statutory, but I'm not. <laughs> right. So anyway, this is good discussion. I think uh, we're triangulating the truth of what we we want to do and. I, I see no reason to go forward, and it's. I think for the first little bit, all we can do is just recruit. And uh, I like what Hal mentioned, and that is each one of us talk to our neighbors and try to get four people under us. He said six, but I think four is good. If We can talk about the number later, but if we each get four people, if you go to the form on the militia page, it asks who's the person that recruited you. And so with that one database, I could very quickly find out who's recruited, as long as they spell their names right, uh, who's recruited uh, under so-and-so and, and all that so that we can get the number of people under each person and uh, and do basically what he proposed for each of us because he says it. But if you go out six times, if there's six people that you recruit and you go out six times, it's 10 million people. Wow, you know, 10 million militia members. Kelly, may I interject something else? Please do. Um, We need to be careful on uh, recruiting. Uh, we, we We only want the best. Uh, people initially, so we set a proper example. Uh, He did recommend that we focus on people that have concealed carry permits. Um, I looked up here in New Mexico, and we have 343,000 concealed carry permit holders as of 2014, and they've got to renew this every two years. So, uh, maybe in Arizona, uh, Utah, Nebraska, or Kansas, uh, check on the internet and see how many uh, concealed carry permit holders are in your state, and see if you can uh, contact them. And uh, there's no way it has na- names, right, attached to those people. Well. I don't have any name, no. Yeah. So. All right. Well, any more discussion about militia? I think we're in favor overall as an executive committee. Um, Roger, feel free to jump in anytime. I know you kind of didn't like it and... All of us have, you know, we're entitled to our opinion, and there's just not enough of us on right now to take a, an official vote of anything. I'll stress that for next week, that hopefully we can get more people on so that we can take votes. But right now, let's just 
hit the pause button, and I I think that Scott Forsyth to me is still the person, the obvious person, and that would be in charge, that would be the the, the coordinator of the militia, and uh, but we voted affirmatively last week. That's why we put up the web page, and so let's just uh, go go from there. Anything else to discuss on that? Yeah, I just I just gonna say that uh you know, when we talk about constitution and uh, you know, state laws and stuff, this I mean that that would make it an organized militia as far as the states or the uh uh federal is concerned, but we're we're not doing it that way. We're we're doing it by assuming among the powers of the earth a separate and equal station, those are the laws of nature, nature's God entitled us to do it. Very well said. That, that's nice. It. I like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very well said. I mean, that's it's kind of like, look, I don't need the state's permission to to defend my family or anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's if I break a law, then arrest me, but. If I'm defending life, liberty, and property according to constitutional principles, I have every right to do that. Who was that? <laughs> Who said that? Poetic. Uh, that's that's um, that was Michael. All right. Michael. So, yeah, did Michael Plata said that. Yeah. Did you read that? No, no I just uh, I just have the Declaration of Independence memorized. I have it. Yeah. Memorized, and it's in my heart and in my soul. Wow. And that's awesome. That is Thanks. awesome. You can tell that we're collecting the right group of people for the IAP when when one of us has the Declaration of Independence memorized. Great job, Michael. That's that's awesome. I mean, I, I don't have all the grievances memorized, but I have right. you know, the preamble right. part, the, the principles right. that are outlined. And... Uh, yeah, and I, I think about them all the time, and 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 uh, I just want to be able to to understand it to the point that that I don't have to I don't have to have a lot of explanation when I I tell somebody something because it's it, you know everything I go to do it's just like. Everything falls back to the Declaration of Independence. It's just, it's just like jam-packed with all the principles that are that are important and, and necessary to establish who we are and and what authority we have. Amen. Absolutely. Okay. Well, moving on, we'll put off the vote. Uh, to approve of the militia page is very simple, and uh, you know we have, we voted last time to have it, but now I just want to make sure it's approved that what's there is approved, so that we're not off in outer space or I'm not off in outer space putting it up. Scott will get yeah, like, it. yeah yeah like like I was saying before though I mean if if we're going to do it it's like we need to either you know, we don't want to have to do it. We want to do it all the way. We want to, because my my idea of the thing is if if we're half-hearted in doing it, 
then then uh yeah we're gonna run into some some problems with uh you know opposition but if we do it in a big way then uh when the government fear the people there's liberty and when the mm-hmm. they uh, you know you know the saying yeah <laughs> yeah sure. and, and so if we if we do it uh, see, and that's the thing is, at first I was a little bit reluctant about it because, uh, you know, but I'm like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in a big way so that uh, we're doing it proud and loud and uh, they know that uh, they don't, they wouldn't dare mess with the people of America. Because, yeah. I mean, that that is what kept America free in the beginning is because you know we had our militias we had the people that stood up and and fought the revolutionary war and you know with with it with that same mentality today if we still had that same mentality today would would anybody dare invade the united states would anybody dare cross our nation that's a good point. We, we have a an a, a organized military that's about fifty fifty. I I don't know if, I mean, they're going to do what they're told, but I don't know how many of them would burn a church down with people in it. Uh, so a lot of the military people are very aware of constitutional principles, but some would compromise and do whatever their officers told them. But we're talking about. Uh, a militia in the spirit of 1776. Uh, and history does repeat itself. So let's just, uh, maybe we could just leave that for now and have in mind of Scott, the vote for him to be the militia coordinator. And uh, anything else to discuss? Should we go on? I I would just like to say one more thing, and that is, we have Hal Massey down there with a badge machine, some sort of badge that he's paid six hundred dollars for. He's selling for three hundred. If if we could buy that, or if I was thinking if even Jared and I went in, it'd be a hundred and fifty each or whatever. We could we would have the ability to to make badges and insignia and that sort of thing for people that would join the militia, and we could. We could sell to them at cost, and so that we don't we don't lose any money. But we could we could be sending this out to folks, and uh, then they would have a, a badge and an insignia for the IEP militia or the Independence militia, whatever we decide to call it. And so this could this could be uh, there, there's a lot of potential. We could be at the very beginning of what eventually happens okay let's see tomorrow's IAP telethon we still want to do it Andrew yes sir okay Christy are you still there she may have had to leave but okay we'll uh, we'll do it we decided on 6.30, I think. 
Yeah. So a half hour later than this call. A meeting starting starting uh get on the call at six thirty? Yeah. That's what we were thinking. This is for the uh, telethon where a few of us just, if you want to jump on, please just call the same number at 6.30 instead of 6. Tonight's meeting started at 6. But if you call a half hour later, we can guide you for 15 minutes into Google Docs, assign you some names, and then we all hang up and we call for 45 minutes or so, and then we jump back on. At the end of it, at the end of our work, and we ask how each other did. And in the meanwhile, we have a document that's populating itself with data from all four or five or six of us, whoever's on, because we all have that in front of us. And uh, if someone donates, we we enter that, and all of us can see it online. So feel free to jump on that tomorrow. For those of you interested, the more the merrier. It would be wonderful to have a lot of us on. Yeah, it, it's pretty painless, too. I mean, it went by fast. I mean, people are like, you know, some people are mad, but some people will talk to you. It's We definitely have, we got a lot of numbers, and we can go through them again. So yeah, that's, that's, it's quick. It's not as painful as it sounds. <laughs> no, it's, it's but you have to have, you have to be ready for, uh, kind of the door slamming in your face, you know. And a lot, some people don't like that, Andrew. You you're <laughs> you're not that type, but some people don't like that kind of rejection, but it's uh you just have to we all have to open our mouths and try. And I I'm just convinced that we're all wet noodles and and God's waiting for us to try. And then when we try, his strength comes in and uh with his strength we absolutely accomplish what we want. So we just have to try, and uh, I think we called in the 45 minutes last time, like 23 people each, something like that, on average, 24 people. And and so, feel free to jump on. And I I got just to tell you, Andrew, I I did call Iron County, I think it was. Will wanted that's one of the counties he wanted. And it would have cost like $35 to buy the list. So For the whole list? For the IAP list in that county, yeah. 25 right off the bat plus a penny a name. And there's probably only 400 names if that. So $29 for the list. But I thought, oh, man, you know, here Salt Lake in Utah gave it to us free. Right. And we have to pay a piddly county. 30 bucks and I just said okay thank you thank you very much and we may or may not do it and said goodbye but uh, I think we have enough names now that we don't have to worry about that yet but uh, I still plan on calling these other counties that will want it so great yeah I I don't this seems ridiculous but then again if we had Four donors, or out of four hundred names that gave, you know, twenty bucks, or so, I don't know. I mean, um, I, it just sucks that we have to. Well, we we have seven hundred bucks in our account. We may spend a hundred of it on a mobile site. We don't have enough voters yet to decide. But uh, what's, what's the mobile site? Are you well, talking about that? 
Yeah, and how do we all feel about that? I mean, it, this is that more people are going to be on their cell phones. I mean, this is what we're headed to: is that more people are online on their cell phones than on desktop computers. And um, do we want a crummy website for for mobile phones, or do we want a, a decent website? And it would cost a hundred dollars, hundred two dollars a year for a decent mobile website. I I want to do it, but how does everyone else feel? We only have seven hundred dollars in our account, so it would be one seventh of what we have. But I think it's important. Any other opinions out there? What do you think, Andrew? Well, I always have an opinion, so. <laughs> but <laughs> just interrupt me if I if I talk too much. Uh, yeah, no, I think fine. I'm always on the phones. I'm always like that. Sometimes, like I've had no computer, and I mean, for the majority of the time, I've spent more time on my phone on the internet, probably than anything else. And if it's like a shoddy website, then. It's hard to see anyway. It's hard to see on your phone. Then you want something that's adaptable to the phone because there's plenty of sites that uh, it's not compatible between the two. And so then it's like, uh, oh, wait, I'm trying to look at the normal website as if I have a computer, but I don't have a computer. And so, therefore, I'm zooming in here and there. So yeah. I, I think we've, we've all seen that. So I I, I think it's, it's pretty important. Thank but you. I, I would say okay. we do need that. Okay. My, Michael, how do you feel? Go ahead. Um, absolutely. I haven't been on a computer for two years. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people like that. And uh, it's not, by, not so much by choice, but it's just, you know, that's the only thing practical for me is to to have it on the phone. And you know, then and, uh, and even even the way it is, it, it's pretty good. The only problem is is the the uh, the format of it just needs to be so that um, the paragraph width fits is designed to fit the window. So as you zoom in and out, you're able to have the have it go the words go in and out because if you zoom in and you're trying to read something then you have to slide it back and forth trying to see the whole whole sentence or the whole paragraph or whatever and i mean even even if the website was you know changed the formatting of how the i can't remember i used to know a little bit of HTML and there's it's just a it's just a matter of telling it to fit the width of whatever page is viewing it. Everybody jump on now with their cell phone. Not not right now, but between now and next week with their cell phones. I'll do it too because for 14 days we have this free utility, and so it should be working right now on our so cell phone. Uh, on this utility, this is the uh, this is one of the uh, companies that you're 
you're trying out or yeah i mean are you testing it out just saying hey we could use this one or this other one yeah there's there's um we, i've checked out gomobi.com.info gomobi.info and then i've checked out another one uh buildmobilesites.com and i like buildmobilesites.com better it 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 totally and it i messed around with it today for quite a while and and decided okay this is the best way to do it and it has on the side of the computer it has what the mobile phone would look like and uh, what i the reason why i prioritize it is because we since steve reed built the website almost 6 years ago now oh no no less than that 5 years ago. anyway he uh we we've had a great website and it looks good. It's a good front to people who want to know about the IEP. But then but then we turn around and we have this crummy version of the mobile site, and so it gives the impression, oh, these guys aren't really up to prime time as much as I thought. And our uh, we have great Facebook sites. You know, we all of the the presentation to me is very important. And to have this crummy mobile website is just, we have the money. Let's just change that, in my opinion. Any other opinions out there? All right, something to discuss, assignment we could all have, is to go to access the website on our mobile phone and, and make sure that it works. Well, it's not working on mine. It's not? No. It's just it looks regular to me. When I you zoom you, in and you words it. get big and I can't see the whole sentence. So you refreshed at everything, right? Oh, well, let me, let me just try that. Let's see. It is a little, well, it's no different than when the last time when I looked at it, but I don't know. Hmm. It uh, Maybe it takes a day for them to do it or something. I don't know. I mean, it, it is, I don't know. I can't, I mean, it looks like it, I could read it, but like I say, if I, no, it should be totally. If different. I try to if I try to zoom in, I I lose the sides. You shouldn't have to zoom into anything based on what we did. So maybe. maybe well, I I can read on. it. I can read it, but well, the the whole format should be different. There should be five buttons on top: home, education, take action, IEP community, and about the IEP should be on top. Just like our regular website, and the logos above that, and then it goes into the stories to our articles. It just looks like the regular site to me. It doesn't look any different. Oh, uh, let me let me hit publish now again, and see if it uh, if there's any any difference.
anyway, I don't I don't know. I may have to call these guys, but it should be working. Anyway. It might just be my phone is not in the right mode to view it. Is a... Yeah. As a mobile, I don't know. I don't see. I have... I tried checking desktop view, and it looked the same, and unchecked right. desktop view. Right. And it still looks the same. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. We got, uh, let's just check it. I'll check it out again. And between, we have seven days. Let's keep checking it out and see if it changes. All right. And um, the, uh, for all that can do it, we have, the highlighted in the agenda, there's two highlighted items, the state legislator emails. I mean, if each one on the phone right now got one state a day, we would be done basically next week. And it's all on Google Docs also. And so there's no one that's going to get the same state as somebody else if you go to Google Docs. You can see which state you're lacking, and you can, oh, you can uh, launch a... A new sheet, and then put in the put in the info. But but also even more important than that probably are these uh, the Friends of Liberty list that we're trying to create. And churches, militias, other freedom organizations, it's all right there in Google Docs where you can click, and then there's not going to be hardly any fax numbers, but but just websites, just uh, emails, just emails is all we need. Because we have the ability, I didn't know this, but we have the ability to, uh, from our from Bluehost to host our website, to send like 4,000 emails at a, at a time to folks. And so we can, I did it today. In fact, when, when I sent the bill committee send to sheriffs and whatnot, I sent and and um, four thousand two hundred or something emails. So we just need to collect the emails, and then we start making friends with people all over the country who think like we do. And uh, and so that's that's what we need to do. That's building relationships of trust with other people and organizations that are constitutional. I'm just so surprised we didn't think of that earlier. I mean, here we are sending it to our elected officials who are not necessarily our friends, and we're just totally neglecting our friends. So there's a link on the agenda. If you can go on, just do some, do a half hour a day or whatever, do 15 minutes a day of trying to populate that. The only person that's been doing it is Susie and I, mostly Susie, though. That's another task that I hope we can get accomplished so that we can start sending adding to the bill committee I guess or we create another committee but a committee that decides what we're going to send our friends by way of uh, unity types of topics okay anything on the YouTube committee Andrew yes you want I to talked go ahead yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I talked to uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Noriega, 
And um, let me see here. All right, so we talked about doing uh, 30-second uh, little PSA infomercials. And, um, for instance, um, now we did finish the we did finish one of the YouTube videos. Um, I don't I don't know if it's a hundred percent done. It is what it is. It's a little dry. I don't know. I didn't even talk to Steve about it. I like it fine. It's just it's uh I don't know if anyone else saw it, but um yeah. as far as, as uh, did you guys see the YouTube video at all? Yeah, the one with you filming Nyla. Mhm. Yeah. That was good. For real? That, that was good. I mean, that's the kind of things we need to do. Yeah. We can always improve, but hey, you know, great hey, job. It's there. First time, first one, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not that psyched about it, but in general, we it's like you said, you know, wet noodle or something like that. You know, you gotta get get moving, doing something. I guess, right? Right. Wet new wet noodle is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he, he was saying uh thirty second infomercial, for instance, like uh, you know, some someone asked uh Mr. Noriega, you know, what is the IAP? Oh uh, well, it, it is a true conservative party where con- constitution is the core and love of God and country stand as its pillars. Uh another question would be why do we need another party? Um you know, have you noticed that uh, conservatives are no longer conservative, that Republican leaders are no longer voting conservative, and that both parties, blah, 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 you know, going on there, and then, you know, we need a party that is independent from all that corruption and does not have to answer to uh, political side deals. We are independent and consider God, the Constitution, and the people in charge uh, of our nation. We are the people in charge of our nation. So, uh, you know, that's just an example of a little script that uh, Sinaway had come up with. And, you know, he was, he's got a, he's got a camera and he's going to, um, we had a set of dates that we were going to try to get two of those little 30 second spots uh, done by uh, uh, next Friday. So like a week and a half, not roughly, roughly by that time, get two of them at least, at least, at least two of them ready to start editing and and I can I can uh, try to I got a different I was looking at uh different software Steve so um you know you know I, I don't I know it's uh takes a lot of time doing that so I don't want to put that right on you but so uh I think that's a good idea I mean I definitely would uh you know we were he was uh you know asking me if I could ask you guys if we could, you know, the same thing as we did last time, just shoot some script ideas just for the little 30-second 30, 30 PSAs, shoot those uh, ideas back and forth with each other in the next uh, next week, and uh, he's ready to just get in front of the camera. Good. And we could, have, we could have the audio of the question dubbed in. But, uh, so, yeah, that, so we talked about that. What else is going on? Um, I think that the uh as far as we've got um you know thinking about Edmund Vera, he cannot 
you know, he's not going to fly, whatnot. And uh, and so I, I don't know if if they're going to Skype him in to the uh, conference or not. But I was thinking that it, you know, he's got a rapport. Steve, Steve's got a rapport with him right now. He see this guy is dedicated to these principles that we're interested in, and that everybody should be interested in. So we could get him on on Skype. You're able to. There's a you know there's different ways to record Skype video calls and uh, audio calls. If, it, if we just want to do audio, uh, that's a little bit easier. But we get a video too, get a split screen, and uh, and we could we could get him up on maybe part of the IP radio, part of the website, maybe something that. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how exactly the website, our website works great. I don't know if it's like, you know, we could add, uh, I mean, it could be an IAP radio section, uh, where we've got little videos you can click on and you got us interviewing Vieira and we could take snippets. Steve had a good idea where we could interview him about different, you know, different subjects and then take snippets and make shorter clips out of that. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's it. What do you got, okay. Steve? Remember what else we talked about, Steve? Yeah, anything else to add, Steve? Um, no, I, I, uh, well, not on uh, YouTube. Um, oh, well, I, I do. I just got uh, four DVDs. Uh, let's see. Um, talked to Andrew last night about this, I believe. The Heritage Research Institute uh, created uh, eight hours of The Purse and the Sword. It's a uh, subtitle is Imminent Dangers of the U.S. Economic and Homeland Security Policies. And, of course, Dr. Edwin Vieira is the uh, man who is being videotaped. And uh, I would like to uh, put these on and uh, contact Heritage Research Institute and see if we can... Uh, make some video clips of five minutes long. Uh, I talked to Dr. Vieira about that today. He says, that sounds reasonable. He says he didn't think it would be any harm in that, but he's not the guy that's copywriting that. It's the Heritage Institute. So I've got to call them up. Ah, I like Um, that. Okay. Well, yeah, if if you want, um, yeah, we could try to contact them. Let me know if you need help on that. Oh, okay. I um, That's all I have on YouTube. Okay. Andrew, anything else from any other? We'll just go to each person now. Any Anything else on anything else? <laughs> uh, yeah. Our government sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, Twitter's going pretty good. Um, you know, I put up the Twitter on the militia. I think I'm going to do it a couple times, and I think I had a few good responses there. There's definitely, 
um, if you look on Twitter, there's plenty of, there is, you know, seemingly organized, you know, they're, they're like, hey, we're the Wisconsin militia, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I, I know, maybe you guys don't use Twitter that much or not. One thing I was, I, I mean, I understand that I don't really use Twitter. I don't, I mean, I use it now, but like, it's not like I did before, but a lot of, a lot of people do. It's like busy for sure. And it would definitely be, if anybody would want to try it, you just have to download the app and then you, you know, you follow IAP and I don't care if anyone, you know, wants to post stuff. You know, I'm sure Kelly would give you the password or whatnot. But um, it would be, it's good to have, like, I, I have discussions with people sometimes, comments on videos, and you get discussions back and forth, and people realize, hey, these guys are, you know, they're like-minded if, if they're liberty-minded. And so the discussion is good to get that, um, to get that exposure out there. And right now it's just me, but it seems like, Twitter is popular. It, it seems like it is. There's a lot of people on there. It's just like the the little tiny little 147 characters, and you can put pictures on there too. And so people, I put a lot of pictures on there, you know, like a quote of George Washington or a quote from like some New World Order scum. And there's a there's a lot of response, and you get you talk to people, and they're like, hey, wow, you guys are you guys are different. So if anybody would get, you know, if we could get some people on there in the discussion, I think it would, I think it would help if you guys want to do that. I, I understand if no one wants to get on Twitter, <laughs> it's messy. I mean, it's busy, but there's ways to, uh, you know, just limit it and have a small feed. Uh, what else? As far as, uh, Kelly, with the Facebook, are you... Um, I haven't talked in a little bit. Are you um, are you still doing that with it where it sends it out to a bunch of them? Yeah, it when, to all of them? When, yeah, I uh, I post I try to post one or two a day, uh, but it goes out to thirty groups and it should go it goes to our Independent American Party. That's one of them, and then it's from there it, it's linked to Twitter, so it should go to Twitter. Do you see those in Twitter? Is there yeah, any way yeah, that I've seen them? <clears throat> is there any way that them. you can uh, do a post to the IAP main page first, and then then share that into that that thing? Because what? Because yeah, that, that would really be the more proper way to do it. Because if you're sharing it from the IAP's main site, then when you share it through to all those other ones, then it will link people back to the IAP's Facebook page, and and it also will, you know, because yeah, I see all your posts you're putting everywhere, but it it just you know it's just say a multi poster and. And uh, you might you have some good articles, but there's nothing saying that this is from the Independent American Party. 
Doesn't it say it on the link? Well, I mean, I mean, some of them are. No, it just says multi, multi poster one is all it says. Maybe that's all you need to change is change well, it to say I, um, independent. I make I make sure that I that the IAP name is in there because that's hugely important. Yeah, I, um, I, see, I see it on. It comes up on Twitter and. I, on Twitter, I, I maybe it, yeah, no, it show it shows on Twitter because it has the in the in am party name. So, may, are you saying that on the Facebook it's showing up that you don't know if it's Independent American Party? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Oh, okay. Well, let me. Uh, let me look I'm, I'm gonna. Go, I got Facebook. I'm bringing it up right now. I've I went to these different things because I wonder what each post looked like because I I don't posted in a traditional way. I have to use this little utility that's basically programmed on our website. It's under Independent American Party slash one slash script. And so it's a little script. And, and uh, but So I don't know what it looks like, and I always go to see what it looks like. And, and I always see independentamericanparty.org website or, and or links more than once, more than one link. But maybe you're saying something, you know how, maybe you're saying something different than me because I'm an administrator and you're not, you know, or something. I don't know. I'm trying to go back and find. Yeah, I'm jumping on too. But anyway, while you're looking, anything else? Uh, Andrew, you're doing a great job. I monitor what you're doing, and I just figure because the Facebook post feeds the Twitter, when everything we post on the IAP National Facebook feeds into the Twitter, then then that's uh, that's helping you a little bit. But I know you're posting a lot more stuff, and I do get the interaction. There's people interacting and talking with you and stuff, and I just think, wow, that's great. You're so what we need to do, and I, I, I feel for you that it would be nice if there's more people doing it, but at least we have one person that's focused on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, because if you get on there, it's busy. It's busy, and you can get lost in it, and it's like I, I definitely uh, understand if people – I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll do it hardcore for a night and then, you know, post. Uh, you know, a couple of day and take a break, uh-huh. and yeah. But, but yeah, I, I think that it's it's slowly growing. I wish it was growing a little bit faster, but in general, you know, I'm posting sometimes controversial things, trying to wake people up, and then the principles of hey, we're not even a democracy, and you've got a bunch of conservatives that are on Facebook. Facebook is full. Not, oh, sorry, I know that we're conservative, but well, you I know, know, I know what, what you mean. mean. Yeah, neocons. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of neocons on there, like, just all over the place. So it, it is, it's kind of a battleground, but I don't want it to be a battleground. I just want to show, hey, neocons, you, you don't really think that. You're just propagandized. <laughs> right. Anyway, so I don't think there's anything else. I don't know if you guys have any other ideas. If you if you got any uh, ideas for the 30-second PSA, do you guys think, does anybody think that's a good idea to have Mr. Noriega? 
I guess he likes to be called that, right? Yeah, he he's at the very first call. He said, "You can call me Mr. Noriega." So I think he likes that the best. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I go in and out of it sometimes. So I, I say, "Oh, sorry, oh, Mr. Noriega." He's laughing. But <laughs> what do you guys? Uh, so what do you guys think about him doing? I I know no, we haven't seen him do much, but he's willing to do it. And he said, "Hey, let, we can get at least one or two done in a week and a half. He can film it." Yeah, that sounds great. I think everyone needs a – it's good that you two are feeding off each other. Everyone needs a a person to help them with a task like Mm -hmm. that. And Mm -hmm. well done. Let's hope that he gets involved and gets excited about this possibility of being kind of our spokesperson yeah, he's, he had talked to him today, and he was really excited about it. He's actually he was trying to be on the call, but he couldn't. But um, but yeah, he was he was pretty excited about it. So I think it'll I think it'll look good. He sounds well spoken to me. I've seen a couple of his videos, and they're excellent. And um, he's okay. a a so called minority. That's always a good thing too in this world of uh, sensitivity and you know yeah. whatever. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thanks. Steve, do you have anything? Go ahead, please. Any, anything to discuss? Uh, thank you. Um, seeing how that I've um, had personal contact with uh, Dr. Edwin Vieira, uh, I've spoken to him about a total of two and a half hours in the past week. Uh, I'm amazed. I really like and enjoy talking with him. He is just packed full of uh, information and relationships of things of information. Um, I feel very strongly about uh, having read two of his books, uh, The 13 Words and Constitutional Homeland Security, uh, Volume 1, The Nation in Arms. He's talking about militias in both books. Uh, he just makes a lot of sense, and I'm thinking that patriots everywhere need to have his works, uh, his writings. And uh, I've talked to him about uh, getting ebooks, uh, and he says he has Word Perfect 12 and he's been told by certain people that it would take a lot of money and effort to convert his uh, manuscript on WordPerfect 12 over to an HTML format that would be usable on uh, ebook format. Uh, so I'm trying to persuade him on that. I've even offered him some of my services, uh, which he respectfully declined. Uh, I, I've called up Provo Freedom Festival and sent them some information, uh, his biography and his uh, telephone number and address, and I told him about that. And he says, that's fine. We'll see what they, they want and what we can do. Uh, he is just a, a great man in my estimation. Uh, I'm trying to... Uh, see what we can do to get uh, Glenn Beck also involved. I 
went to Mercury Radio Arts website, and they said, contact us via email. And I said, okay. So I wrote an email to them and said, hey, have you considered printing uh, Edwin Vieira's books? And uh, so we'll have to see what happens from those two contacts. Um, but I, that's, I finished the book, uh, Constitutional Homeland Security. Uh, I want to summarize that and uh, put it out for the IAP. Uh, I was thinking of doing that via email. Uh, would that be appropriate? Yeah, whatever you write, we can post on our website and maybe feed into Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Well, yeah. uh, I, initially, I would like it to go to uh, just the IAP Executive Council okay. or the committee. Okay, got it. Um, okay. And then we can discuss it. We could chop it up or uh, do whatever we want to do with it. Sounds good. Okay, that's all I have. Sounds great. Okay, well, I'll look for your email. Hey, see, he, sorry. I see yeah. he said he said that uh he didn't want your help uh making the uh into an ebook. Yeah, he says he has a computer. You know, I would be leery of someone I didn't know offering to help uh with my manuscript, you know. Uh he needs more confidence in me. Uh Yeah. I gotcha. It's too soon, too soon. It's it's simple. It's simple to convert. I mean, I convert stuff all the time just on my phone. Oh, really? Because his books, none of his books are e-books. Because I was going to buy one, and, you know, I I read all the Kindle. I only read on the Kindle. So it's like, ah, I didn't get it because it wasn't e-book, you know. Anyways. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Good point. So, okay. Yeah. I'm working on that. All right. Cool. All right. Let's see. Kelly, I, I take back what I said. Uh, all your posts, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 do. <laughs> they are they are have they do go back to the website. So, okay. Well, I uh I looked too, and I could have made it more obvious on a few of them, but I thought, you know what, we we don't need to be, I don't know, yeah, yeah, logo and name and people. I, I wasn't realizing that when you were posting something, it was they were ones that you had you written the article on the IAP's website. So that's that's perfect. Yeah, that's good. In, in order in order to use this poster, this multi poster you have to put it on our website and then link to the picture. So the picture has to be on our website. So if anyone clicks on the picture, it go, it does go to our website. But okay. I try to have it even more obvious than that, like like a link above the picture or something that says Independent American Party. Yeah. So, okay. And go ahead, anything else you have? Um, thank you for posting. I appreciate you posting to our main Facebook site, Michael, often. Just do it as often as you, you want. Yeah, and that's what I started doing, too, is I, I uh, 
if I'm going to post something anywhere else, I'll post it to the IAP site first, and then I will share it from there, and so that it's bringing, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to get people pulled to the mm-hmm. to the IAP's Facebook page mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, bump up the uh, amount of people that are, you know, being exposed to to it. I I did quite a bit today. With uh, one of my posts, I I went to a bunch of libertarian and liberty pages, and and I got some really good responses from good. a lot of people. I don't know right. if you know that Julie Brzezowski. How do you say her name? She, no, she posts know. those funny. She posts those these funny uh, videos about uh, anyway. Um, She's a Ron Paul girl. Julie, uh, Julie well, Brzezowski. Like a, yeah. Anyway, she makes these YouTube videos. They're kind of comical. I mean, uh, uh, about. Um, anyway, she she's uh, kind of got a libertarian viewpoint, but she's also. I'm, I've been sending messages to her once in a while. Hey, check out our site. Hey, you want to do a review on our site? Or of our party or whatever, because she she does also have um, good moral values, which is which uh, some of the libertarian type people that are you know, a lot of them are are uh, kind of more atheist kind of anyway. Yep. So. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, yeah, the uh, I, I sent you that email. I wasn't I wasn't meaning to change the the platform, but the introduction to that one platform on number six about uh, um, mm-hmm. free market. The way that's worded, it makes it sound like. Um, that there would be controls on how uh, of jobs, you know, and and that. Anyway, it's just kind of a, a mis misworded because in the actual mm-hmm. the actual platform, it, it's there's nothing wrong there. It's just the introduction that kind of sounds like I can't remember how it was worded. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually changed it when I when I tweeted it. It just sounds awkward. I don't know why. I can't remember why, but it was it was number six that was kind of weird. It didn't okay. go with the actual principle. Okay, I'll look into that and just change. I'll I'll make it read better. We can... Yeah, because it it said something to the effect of uh, we believe in in uh, free market system and controls on jobs and business well that wouldn't be no free market if there was control so maybe the you know get rid of that control word or whatever right or anyway got it that's what i'll do um i i read what you had and it it it, uh it the controls that uh that i that I was understanding was was like 
if we do business with China or something, or if we do business right, with right. India. After reading it a few times, I and then I read the uh, the main platform. I'm like, oh, it probably has nothing to do with with uh, controlling how a business, you know, hires and fires somebody. It has has to do with protecting our our uh, national interest. Right. That's so. it. Exactly. That, that's it. And yeah. I, I read it and I thought, oh well, the principle's still good because I always like yeah, the, there's some yeah, bad the principles. Yeah. But but we just have to reword it better. So I'll I'll do that. Yeah. Well, and, and that was the thing too is I I posted. I don't know if you saw my post in um, LDS Liberty today because oh. you know you know how things have been going on there getting these anarchist capitalists. Yeah. Uh, wackos. So. <laughs> thinking there should be no government at all. Anyway, oh, but but they came me. to the website and they that's where they what their one of their points they were saying. Uh-huh. And so I had to uh um get the whole whole thing and put it over there and, and show the whole platform and the whole platform shows that now it's the opposite of what he was thinking. Right. I'll fix it. I'll fix it, and everyone can peruse it to to make sure it reads better. Good point. Anything else, Michael? Nope. That's that's it. I just uh, just uh, trying to keep keep uh, letting people know what what we're all about. Yeah, keep doing it. I mean, there's, you know, that's what I like about the the website. There's just so many, I mean, I can be posting something every single day. And, I mean, because you got all, you saw what I had done with the, uh, on that other one with the, I, I broke up the address by President, or yeah. Ezra Taft Benson on the proper role of government that took, that no, took three three weeks wow. of increments. Po- uh, post every single day, I had three weeks worth of increments on that that uh, group Good I was job. doing. That's what we need to do. Good job. And and so then now I'm doing the doing the principles, and I was trying to do a principle a day, but um, I, I got tired. Yeah, I know. We all <laughs> at the end of the week, I was I was exhausted and I couldn't even I couldn't think straight. But I, I on that last one I was working on, it was just like I knew there was more I needed to uh, talk about with you know uh, prosperity and and socialism, and so I was I was spending my time researching and and because I knew there were some other things that I had read and so. Right. And uh, I ended up getting getting a section from Five Thousand Year Leap. Good deal. And then I then I did an extra that extra post today too about uh, capitalism. Good. Which which where I found that there's there's still like I could uh, hear about three years ago. I was posting on my my Facebook page about capitalism and and I was doing little segments and I spent like two weeks little segments on capitalism 
Wow. Good deal. And so I was trying to go back and find those, and Facebook deleted them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I, I couldn't find them, and then I finally remembered the website where I got got it from. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. We got Wayne Hill. How are you doing, Wayne? You know, he may, you may be I'm muted, great. Mike. You're great. Yeah? Anything yeah. to talk? You're just busy thinking about the event. Well, we've been, we've worked together, uh, David and I worked a lot of hours, and then Andrew and I have been together a little bit, and so mainly we've got some darn good ideas. Good. And I, I talked to, um, Don Fotheringham today, and I just think his book is even better than Jekyll Island because it's smaller, it's more concise, and he told me today, he says, the reason I did this, he says, because every time I would tell somebody about Jekyll Island, they would just kind of hoo-hoo it, and so they didn't understand the sequence of what happened, he said, so I just decided to put it in in a form that they could follow and I think Andrew said his mother is about the first time she's ever listened or read anything on Jekyll Island and she got involved in it because she knew Carnegie and Rockefeller and all these guys and she's pretty no, it, it had it had pictures yeah it had pictures mm. <laughs> <laughs> for for real that was the, it's it's very simple it's good it's really good anyway he he has on the back page of it, and anybody can get a copy of this. The back one is just dynamite. The front page has all of the presidents, Wilson down through Obama, and it shows all of them as being bought and paid for by the money makers. And then in the back, it has solutions looking for problems. He says the Federal Reserve Act was on the drawing board long before Morgan's bank panic. The solution preceded the problem. And he has one on the New Deal and on the League of Nations and the United Nations. And he says, uh, bullet point, and the Homeland Security Plan was on the president's desk nine months before the terrorist attack of 9-11. We put those little bushy in the know there when he says, let's stop conspiracy theories. Yeah, he sure wanted that happen since how he's been priming all of this stuff to go into the towers. Just to get Homeland Security. So he is really a neat guy. He's he says he's looking forward to talking at the summit, and uh, Will and I are going to work on getting him to join the party here real soon. I gave him a whole bunch of stuff today, and he um, he actually Will says that he saved the Constitution or the 20 years ago, almost single-handedly stopped. Governor Levitt, who was working in um, health and welfare, who was the secretary for Bush, I think, and he was back in Washington, and he was promoting the CONCON, and Don, at least Will says, that he he saved the Constitution himself pretty much by just going and getting the, getting the, shoving it at him and telling him to knock it off, and, and he had no real backing, but he stopped Levitt and the boys. So he's a neat guy. You'll love him. He's uh, 
<clears throat> he's going to do a presentation that I think will just exemplify what we all should understand. That's Jekyll Island destroyed America. And I told him myself, uh, and I think I said, until everybody realizes both parties were bought and paid for and we should never vote for a Republican or Democrat ever. And until we stop that mentality, we are aiding and abetting the enemies of God. And he liked that. He thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> because yeah, I'm not sure he hasn't gotten that commitment yet either, but he's working on it. Anyway, we have we have others committed. I I kind of given the okay to uh, Gorglione to speak and to um, David Else to speak. And these may just be 30-minute speeches, but I'm hoping to get them all uh, done that way. I'd like to see Noriega do... Um, a 30-second spot on it as we get a little closer, maybe even two or three months out, that he can be our spokesman and and promote these things. We've got lots of ideas, and we, I've got lots of ideas on what we're going to promote and tell people right between the eyes that this is a bunch of bull to believe anything a Republican or Democrat says and how evil they really are. And, and so you I get, you know, once in a while my wife will say, you got to quit being negative. you got to tell the positive. And I says, if they can find something positive, I'll tell it. I says, I just have never found it about a Republican party. Mm. <laughs> so really that's phony or not, I don't think so. I think that until we tell the truth and about principles, you're never going to get it out of the Republican Party or the other one. So anyhow, that's kind of our, where we're at. We've got a lot of good ideas. Uh, I think I kind of tentatively, and, and anybody can shoot me down on any of this stuff, I've kind of asked uh, for life to take a few minutes yeah. and, and about principles and about uh, why it, we shouldn't be a party that uh, stops life of children or anybody else. So I think he'll do a great job there. I can't remember who else I've talked to, but I think that's pretty much it. I don't want to get too many, but I do want to have... Hey, you did ask me. You can't go back on that. Oh, wait. What did I ask you to do? You asked me to talk. (laughs) You did. You emailed me. I asked David else, too. So I think we're going to have some really good, good information, and I want to gear it all towards the party. Uh, I don't want to talk about Republicans or Democrats. I, I do want to show that they have no redeeming value in a nice way, but in a effective way. And I want the whole thing, everybody talking about the Independent American Party. So first of all, everybody will remember it's not American Independent Party. It's not an independent party. It's the Independent American Party. And that's one of the things that until we get it through our own heads, we won't say it back because even Don said to me, now, is it the American Independent Party? And I says, no, it's this one up here. And I showed him the brochure. He says, that's the one that we were told it should be called by. So anyway, I got a lot of ideas, so I won't go anymore, but that's that I think that uh, Edwin Rivera, whatever, we can think, if we can get him to do something, and I know, Kelly, you don't like... uh, just I'm okay with whatever, yeah. we got to have him if we can get him, and he can follow through and pin him down, even if it's just a video 
or whatever. I think he sounds like a top-notch guy to tell the truth about what's going on. And Homeland Security, I think, is one of the biggest, well, they all are. I, I say there's a million laws they passed, and that's, that's one or two of them. And they're all horrible. Hey, hey also, hey, Wayne, remember what uh, Els was telling us about uh, Bundy at the uh, LDS Conservative I mean, it was run. It's run by people in the Constitution Party. At the at, when he spoke this weekend, and he was he was uh, he was repping the IAP. Yeah, in fact, I had told David that, and I told Shauna, Shauna, who is his promoter. I says, you know, I says I've listened to him three times. I think he is he is missing the boat by not answering the three questions everybody blames him for, and that's for not paying taxes. I have to pay my taxes. Why don't you pay your taxes? You're a racist, and uh, uh, what was the other one? <laughs> anyway, three things, and I said, he's either got to start talking about that, or he's he's not going to make any hay. He can't just talk about the the flag, but he does, and he did. Evidently, he talked about it, the same thing but he added the other things too. He answered the fact of how they it's unconstitutional to have taken this land, and so he did get involved in that. And he did say that he he doesn't believe the Republican or Democratic Party, the red and the blue on the flag pertains. But he did say the white stars are for the independent American Party. So anyway, I I asked her or to. Let me talk to him. I'd like to get a copy of it. I've asked the guy who took a video of it and haven't heard from him. But if he does those three things, I think he's dynamite. Uh, and so I'd like to have him there. That's true. Awesome. Well, thank you, Wayne, for what you're doing. We're going to have a great event on July 3rd going to be the best summit in history of the United States. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh. All right. Well, I think we've... Oh, we have Will on. Hi, Will. Hi. You know, we could get Edwin Vieira on Skype and broadcast him on a on a screen and get him to speak from Virginia. Yes, we can. Yeah, we uh we we should definitely Wayne, I agree with you on that. We should popularize his brilliance all we can. Most people only have one piece to the overall puzzle, and he has the genius piece. But I think he sort of perhaps is relying on other people to popularize his genius. That's correct. And so let's do that. Let's popularize it. Yeah, I'm for that. He sounds like he's committed and, and would be a good one to associate with, and maybe by then you can kind of get him to join the party by before right. he speaks. <laughs> right, exactly. He will have if he compares the what the little charts and things I'm going to do. We'll have that free sell, and he will have no choice if he's going to say all these things about homeland security and everything to shun the two 
parties ran by the evil one and come with the one that has principles and ran by, I think, the opposite side. So I agree with that very much so. Right. Noriega, I think we've got to use Noriega too. I, he is very presentable. He's, I've listened to him for hours. He's very good. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, you're the last one. Anything you have? Well, I, uh, <clears throat> this this week I got a uh, notice from the Committee for Justice. And, uh, you know, we had talked about the uh, oath of office for yeah. our members of Congress and uh, state legislators, everybody. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, they quote the oath of office for the president. I do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States and will, uh, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. And it should say, so help me God, but I don't think he said that. <clears throat> right. And... uh I was uh, wondering if we could uh, begin to work with the oath of office, uh, not only with the president, but with uh, the state legislators, Congress, governors, they, uh, every uh, elected or appointed official takes that oath. And if we could uh, perhaps use uh, President Obama as our poster boy for this and focus on just a few of the things that he's done, I think one of the th one of the things that he does is he just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and doing outrageous things, and the uh, his enemies. The patriots uh, keep going from this issue to that issue to this issue and to the new issue, and uh, it just doesn't. Uh, the groundswell doesn't uh, doesn't build. So uh, <clears throat> it looks like what we've got is uh, nine states' attorneys general. And these are from Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma, South Dakota, South Carolina, Texas, and Virginia have uh, put in essentially a, a what they call a memorandum, but it is uh, uh, they're talking about uh, the reasons that he should be released from office. Uh, voter fraud and election fraud in 2012, that's one. Willfully violates U.S. immigration and border security laws. Uh, assault on the Second Amendment rights. Uh, Obama's assault on Christians and religious freedom. Obama forced Obamacare 
on an unwilling public through bribery and lying about its cost. He actually bribed a senator with $1 million going into his district to uh, force a project that was in the Midwest and bought a vote that way. Uh-huh. Operation Fast and Furious, uh, uh, and there's, uh, oh, he uh, pardoned some new Black Panthers after they were convicted, but before they were sentenced. This is That's an interesting thing. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> and there's eight other things there, Benghazi and, and so on. But if we could... If we could get a couple of these good minds like Vieira and like uh, that attorney down in uh, in Phoenix and uh, Scott Bradley, these uh, if we could have a a brain trust where they would pick the most dangerous things that he has done, and we could focus on two, three, or four of them, and uh, I think we could make this thing fly. Yeah, good idea. So, uh, um, and once, you know, the interesting thing is, it, he doesn't have to be uh, released and and Vieira is uh, is focusing on getting him out because he's illegal. He doesn't fit the the mold and and the pattern of a president. And uh, uh, Vieira is is going on that. But if we had a two pronged offensive, one that he's illegal. Two, that he needs to be impeached and released and probably tried and convicted. Then, but the trial and conviction comes after the release. Uh, I believe we could begin to take leadership in this nation, and this nation is looking for leadership. Amen. I think so. Pound the maybe, he, office. maybe he was a Black Panther and he'll pardon himself before we actually get him out of there. <laughs> but wouldn't we have to wouldn't we have to arrest Bush as well? I mean All of them. All of them gotta be arrested. We'd have to arrest but, all but, of them. But you but, gotta start where politics is the art of the possible. Now Obama may not be Possibly uh, released because he he didn't fulfill the criteria for president, or he may not be impeached. But the, if we lead on this thing and it builds, it will have the federal judges, the members of Congress, the state legislators, uh, and all of these socialists that we have all over the place they'll pull in their horns a little bit. And that's a benefit. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're saying it's, it's an example type thing. Yeah, well, he's our poster boy. Right, and, right. Uh, if we 
once, which is uh, he gets released from from the position because he never really held it, and all of the laws that he uh, has signed are then null and void. Okay, and that that would be a good way to go. I agree. I agree. Or the impeachment that that would be a good way to go, because uh, if if he gets released because he was an illegal president, that doesn't carry through to the federal judges, to the members of Congress, to the state legislators, to your local mayor. But if he's impeached, then that carries through the whole nation. You mean as far as based upon the things that he has done as president, usurping the law compared to, oh, well, if he's just ineligible and it's like, oh, well, they get another one in there. But if it's based upon these things that he's done specifically, that's a lot better than just the ineligibility. Is that what you're saying? If we can pick three or four that are are very easily understood by the rank and file in America, let me let me give you an example of what's happening in Nevada. I'm I'm monitoring this. There was a uh, a Republican who got. Uh, did I hear a boo from Wayne? Uh, there was a Republican that got <laughs> that got elected in 2014 on a tremendous platform, and he went back on that platform immediately when he was. Uh, when he was sworn in, and there is an, there is a recall movement. He's only been in there for what about thirty three days, and there's a recall movement on him. That will carry through the whole Nevada legislature because somebody caught somebody with their hand in the cookie jar, and the rest of them will pull their hands out. They don't want to be caught. So that's the idea. Uh, of the impeachment. I like impeachment for that purpose because it fits everybody. One size fits all. But uh, I like the idea of kicking him out because he never was the bloody president because it would undo all of his nastiness that he's already done. That's, what, six years of it? Yeah. Yep. So if we could have a two-prong offense and on this and have some of the some of the good constitutional brains like Scott Bradley and why can't I remember the name of the attorney in, in Phoenix who's agreed um, to work? Uh, He's with the John Burr Society, right? Yeah, yeah. Joe, he writes Joe, for the Society. Joe, Joe Worthing Worthinghammer, something like that. Worthing Joe Worthing, yeah. big guy. Worthington. Oh yeah, he's he is big guy. He is. He mm-hmm. probably weighs three hundred pounds. And Vieira, who is probably the smartest of the bunch, uh, if we could get them to focus on just a few of these things and then just keep hammering those few. If a new one comes up and he say he signs an executive order that says, "Turn in all your guns," ignore it. We need to keep on these three or four. Great. I second the motion. Who who should we send it to? 
Will. Beg pardon. Who should we send the send the uh, oath of office stuff, all this stuff to? Should we send it to our elected officials <laughs> and their well, friends, or the, the oath of office is is beautiful because it covers everybody. Yeah. I mean, all elected and appointed officials, as far as I know, and state. And that's uh, when we when we start working with uh, oath of office, that hits everybody. And they'll say, oh, I don't want to get uh, brought up. And by the way, when you abrogate your oath of office, that is a felony. Perjury, it's a felony. Yeah. Felons don't get guns anymore. Felons go to jail. Well, that depends on what the definition of the word is, is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Clinton, we agree. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We don't don't have to. Uh, All we have to do is make it look like uh, it's going to happen, and they'll pull in their horns. If if President Obama looks like he's going to either be impeached or fired because he's uh, he's an illegal alien, then uh, the media will drop him like a hot potato. Yep. And I mean, this is this has got so many positive things that could work from from it. Wonderful. Let's do it. You know, even if we have to send a couple out to our elected representatives a month, I think that's fine. Well, we could we can do that. This is. Uh, um, by the way, there are 27. Last count, this was last, the count was last week. There are 27 states suing the federal government over Obama, uh, over the uh, uh, immigration. Wow. 27 states. That's over half of them. Yep. There's 57 states. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, man. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's really, that's huge. Is is Utah one of those? You know. Now you talk into the state legislatures on these 27 states and say, if your state is involved in this, get them involved. Our governor believes, yeah, but our governor believes that if it's an executive order, it's the law of the land, and we have to honor it, and we have to support it. <laughs> he doesn't know what the law of the land is, idiot. Well, there are, there are stupid governors, and there are illegal governors. Take your pick. Yeah. Uh, how about ignorant? No, uh, no, he's not ignorant. Nah, he's a secret. If, you, look, if you watch, and we're talking about uh, Governor Herbert, aren't we? Yep. Okay, you you look at the, you follow the money trail, and then you tell me that's ignorance. No way. He's bought and paid for. He he done he done the secret handshakes, secret combination handshakes. He's down with it. He's got it all the way. 
No, you can't claim stupidity or ignorance. <laughs> it acts like it. Uh, well, just for a second, it, you can you get explain to them why it's going to be so fun to have Don Fotheringham there? I talked to him today. I don't know if you heard about it or not, but I talked to him today, and he is fantastic. And I just wanted you to tell him what he did, you said, 20 years ago or so against Levitt and stuff? Oh, uh, this was when uh, Mike Levitt was governor of Utah, and I don't remember. I think a fellow by the name of Nelson was the governor in Nebraska. And they went to a meeting with uh, the Rockefeller people. And there was a uh, uh, there was an organization that started in Utah, and with one of the state reps, and it said we will only uh, we will only enforce constitutional laws in our state, and that thing was spreading from state to state to state. There were about twenty to thirty states that were already working on that. And Mike Levitt and I think the Governor Nelson from Nebraska uh, came in and started a conference of the states, which was a con-con, a, a constitutional convention. And he, they usurped this movement with the money that Rockefeller gave them. And we came, there were 33 states then that called for a constitutional convention, and they only needed one more state. And Don Fotheringham stepped in, and uh, mostly the Birch Society did this, but there were a lot of other organizations, Eagle Forum, and, and I, I've, I shouldn't have mentioned anybody, because then you always forget somebody. But there were a lot of other organizations, but uh, the, the Birchers kind of took, uh, took the lead on this, and they, when a constitutional convention and a resolution for it came up, they would have Don Fotheringham come in and talk to the various state committees, uh, the Judicial Committee, I believe, Judiciary Committee. And uh, he went from state to state to state. He was set up by the organizations that were already in the state, and he came in as the expert witness and they had a whole bunch of people there, and they diffused this whole thing. I mean, they they defeated it, and there were, uh, let's see, 33, there, there were at least 13 states that uh, withdrew their, uh, their resolutions for a constitutional convention, and some of them expunged them, Nevada expunged. So uh, he, and, and he says he didn't do it single-handedly, and that's right. He had people on the boots on the ground in the various states who set it up for him, and he went from this state to that state to this state. He must have gone to 20 or 25 different state legislators as an expert witness, and he defeated uh, Levitt and Nelson and the Constitutional Convention, Sing as I call it, single-handedly. He's, he's one of my great heroes. I'll shut up. Wow. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Well, thank you, Will. Appreciate that. Um, should we get Ron Paul on? That should be everybody. If I missed anybody, let me know. All right. I'll get Ron Paul on. Hello, this is Ron Paul with your weekly update for Monday, February 9th. If I were still a practicing OBGYN and one of my patients said she was not going to vaccinate her child, I might have tried to persuade her to change her mind. But if I were unsuccessful, I would have respected her decision. I certainly would not have lobbied the government to pass a law mandating that children be vaccinated even if the child's parents object. Sadly, the recent panic over the outbreak of measles has led many Americans, including some self-styled libertarians, to call for giving government new powers to force all children to be vaccinated. Those who are willing to make an exception to the principle that parents should make health care decisions for their children should ask themselves when in history has a limited infringement of individual liberty stayed limited. By ceding the principle that individuals have the right to make their own health care decisions, supporters of mandatory vaccines are opening the door for future infringements on health freedom. If government can mandate that children receive vaccines, then why shouldn't the government mandate that adults receive certain types of vaccines? And if it's the law that individuals must be vaccinated, then why shouldn't police officers be empowered to physically force resistors to receive a vaccine? If the fear of infections from the unvaccinated justifies mandatory vaccines laws, then why shouldn't police offices fine or arrest people who don't wash their hands or cover their nose or mouth or when they cough or sneeze? Why not force people to eat right in environments in order to lower their risk of contracting infectious disease? These proposals may seem outlandish, but they are no different in principle from the proposal that government forces to be vaccinated. By giving vaccine companies a captive market, mandates encourage these companies to use political influence to expand the amount and number of vaccine mandates. An example of how vaccine mandates may have led politics to override sound science is from my home state of Texas. In 2007, the then Texas governor signed an executive order forcing 11- and 12-year-old girls to receive the human papillomavirus vaccine, even though most young girls are not at risk of HPV. The Texas legislature passed legislation undoing the order following a massive public outcry fueled by revelation that the governor's former chief of staff was a top lobbyist for the company that manufactured the HPV vaccine. The same principles that protect the right to refuse vaccines also protect the right of individuals to refuse to associate with the unvaccinated. Private property owners have the right to forbid those who reject vaccines from ending their property. This right extends to private businesses' concerns that unvaccinated individuals could not pose a risk to their employees and customers. 
consistent application of the principles of private property, freedom of association, and individual responsibility is the best way to address concerns that those who refuse vaccines should in, be able to infect others with disease. Giving the government the power to override parental decision regarding vaccines will inevitably lead to further restrictions on liberty. After all, if government can override parental or personal health care decisions, then what area of our lives is off limits to government interference? Concerns about infection from the unvaccinated can be addressed by consistent application of the principles of private property and freedom of association. Instead of justifying new government intrusion into our lives, the vaccine debate provides more evidence of the need to restore respect for private property and individual liberty. Thanks for calling this update. A new update is placed on this number, 888-322-1414 every Sunday. The written text can be found on my Ron Paul Institute website at www.ronpaulinstitute.org and on my Facebook page. Thanks for calling. All right. Well said. Very well. Yeah, we had a our our governor uh, supported the gay marriage even against the vote of the Utah people. He said again. He always says we have to honor and sustain the laws of the land and everything. And so they had on this morning had an attorney from. Uh, some heritage still back east, something, and talking to Doug Wright. And it was the same thing. You know, the mandate that everybody, you have to leave them alone. But it was all because of our, uh, Alabama. And Judge Judge Roy is a guy who had the Ten Commandments. Uh, yeah, more. Yeah, he's done what the federal judges did. He just told them they could go to hell. And that that he was going to, uh, they could not get married in Alabama. And so, anyway, this guy was saying, well, you've got to honor what the federal judges say. And they were given, anyway, it's the same thing. It's, he was right on. I love that. Uh, yeah. Vaccines, I sell vaccines in the drug company, and that's why I quit them. because Yeah, that's right. right. Yep. So, anyway, that was good. No, you're, you're right. That's, I forgot. And uh, so it's it was a very good message. I don't know why it was a little fouled up there in the middle, but anyway. Well, we all have the number, I think. You could listen to it again. I will again a couple of times. Cool. Yep. Well, I think that may be on his recording. It might be there when you listen to it again, because I'm calling from a landline. And there's no reason for it to have done that. But anyway, so we're gonna let's let's focus on the uh, yeah on oath of office. Like Will was saying, I really like that too. So God bless you this week and your work and your endeavors. Will, we're we're gonna be on tomorrow night still. For the, uh, uh, sorry, I was on mute, yes. To telethon, okay. 6.30, same number. 6.30, you say? Yeah. Got it? Yeah. So, well, it's I guess it's 5.30 your time. No, I'm, I'm on uh, Fountain Time. Oh, okay, 6.30. All 
Okay. Um, Andrew, are you driving still? Nope. Can you give us a closing prayer? Yes, sir. Thank you. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful that we could meet together as uh, as patriots, and please help us to love our enemy and try to remember to love our enemy so we can have a right mind in this battle and please uh, help those that are need their need and homeless and, and the children that are being abused and please please help them that they can feel comforted and please help change them change the hearts of the enemies that fall the opposition and please uh Please help us remember that we can ask for your strength and please uh, please bless the, the all the members of the of the party that that we can continue to pray and 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 use the the strength of uh, your power that we can return the Constitution to the rightful place. And we're thankful for uh, the blessings that we that we receive and, and the blessing that we could all meet together and and find each other. And we, we thank thee for uh, our health and, and the freedoms that we do have. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. We'll talk to some of you tomorrow, and and other otherwise, good luck this week and the work and your work, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Later. Bye. Good night. See ya. See you guys. Hey, see you, man. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.